on this morning is actually just focusing in on Him. You know, when we look to Him, when we're, like Ross said today, with the Spirit, He's not here now because He's had to head out this morning, but He had a family thing, but what a great communion, you know. When the joy of the Lord is our strength, and there's a reason why, that's in the Word. That's, that's what's so important to us. And He is the great God. And when we put all our trust in Him, and when we put all our hope in Him, and we put everything we believe that is foundational in Him, we shift and move and joy fills our heart because we don't need to carry those things. We don't need to change that situation. We don't need to do those things because when we trust in the Lord, when we hand it all to Him, He does it for us. If you're in this room today and you are burdened, if you're struggling to see that He is a great God because you're not seeing it in your life, you may not even know Jesus as Lord and Savior yet. But I just pray right now, I hope that you would hand it to Him. Let your burden be light. Because His yoke is easy. Hand it to Him right now. Oh Lord, right now. I thank You that it's Your joy that is our strength. That when we stop trying to do things in our own strength, when we start stop trying to take over Your plan, that You determine our steps, Lord, when we, when we stop trying to do those things and just say, Jesus, I am here. I am thankful. Take over everything in my life so that I can walk freely in victory in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, I just pray right now, if there's anyone here in this room this morning or even knows of someone who is carrying heavy burdens, I pray that right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to be lifted, to be lifted in this place, in Jesus' name. Make light of that issue, Lord. Make light of that decision. Make light of that misunderstanding. Make light of those things that we are heavy, that are burdening us, that we are carrying. So, Father, that we can have your joy as our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, today I praise this word come. That, Lord, it just touches our heart, that it speaks to us, that it motivates us, Lord, that we don't switch off and just, you know, think of what's for lunch, what else is going on today in our life. But, Lord, that we would focus in and that we would prepare ourselves for what your spirit is trying to say to us through this word, in Jesus' name. So, Father, I just pray, Holy Spirit, come right now. Come right now, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We know you live in us and through us, but you also move amongst us. And I pray right now you start moving, you start shifting, you start turning people's spiritual ears on, the spiritual eyes on, so that we can receive your word in its total fullness today. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen, Amen. Bless you. You may be seated. Can we give the band a big hand? Well done, Austin and team beautiful job of worship today just yeah the presence was really here this morning well we've got quite a few family members not here today 
but we are going to finish the inspirational, oh, well, not finish the inspirational gift, but finish the one that I started a while ago where God distracted me last week and we ended up talking about David and Goliath and the giants that, you know, we face and, you know, all of those sorts of things and the fact that Saul tried to put his armor on David and that really David took off that armor, he took off that comparison and he took off that expectation. Um, I'm sorry that won't be up on podcast yet, but uh, so I can't even tell you to go back and have a listen to it, but I just felt that it was something that the Lord put in my heart to share with you last week. But we are continuing the inspirational gifts. We have done the revelation gifts um, and we are continuing the inspirational gifts. Um, And it is the power to say so the thing is, is that it's so important that we learn about all of this stuff in the Word. And some people here may struggle um, with that whole concept of, of going into some of these understandings of why they're there, why we have them, why we have the spiritual gifts. But the truth is, without them, we we really aren't working walking in the fullness of Christ. You know, because Jesus was the prophet. Jesus was the evangelist. Jesus was the teacher. Jesus was the pastor. And Jesus was the apostle. All of those five ascension giftings are still working, I believe, within this church. Okay, you don't have to have a title to have to, to walk in an ascension gifting, right? You, you, it's an outworking of who you are and what you do. But Jesus is all those things. So if we ignore the fact that he was a prophet, then we ignore the fact of the fullness of what God has for us when he wants us to prophesy, when he wants us to have those words of knowledge, when he wants us to have all of those things we may not completely understand, but we need to trust that he is a God that gives us the fullness of Christ. We are given the fullness of Christ, not just little bits and pieces. We're given the fullness of who he is. Because Holy Spirit lives in us. And because he lives in us, you, you and I can do more, it says in the word, than Jesus ever did. But we, we minimize ourselves. Not talking about boasting or becoming proudful. We can do it with humility. But when we ignore that fact that we are meant to walk within these things, know these things, be moving in the spiritual gifts, then we really are saying to Jesus, I don't really want all of you in my life. Because Jesus was all of those things. So we will continue on the inspirational gifts. Um, And as you know, they are the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation. I'm not doing the tongues and interpretation today, but I am going to continue on with the gift of prophecy. Just a little bit of a quick recap was that definition of the gift of prophecy in its simplest expression is speaking forth the words of God by direct supernatural inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You see, you need the Holy Spirit in your life. That's why we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'll be going into that in the next slot of spiritual gifts. But we need that baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is that special ability that God gives to members of the body of Christ to receive and communicate an immediate message of God to his people through a divinely appointed utterance. I said there's three ways that we do it. Scripture tells us in which prophecy ministers to believers. It's through edification, exhortation and comfort. Or in other words, building up, urging on and consoling. Okay. 
Then I spoke on, just because believers may work in the gift of prophecy, this does not make them the office of a prophet or have that office. This is weighed by higher leadership and confirmed. Confirmation comes through many different channels before an ordination takes place of someone being, you know, um, ordained as the office of a prophet. So just because we prophesy, it does not make us a prophet as an office prophet. You know, the enemy has counterfeits of all the true gifts. I spoke about that last time I spoke. And there are plenty of false prophets in the world. Plenty of things have been predestined and spoken about. There are plenty of things that you can listen to. So there are many false prophets. And a false prophet is a dangerous person as they will use their supposed authority to gain wrong influence over people and keep them in bondage to themselves through fear. They will cause division in the family of Jesus within the body unless they are challenged and found out using the excuse that they are very special and elite people. The deceiving prophet will not warn the people to turn from that which is wrong. In Jeremiah 23, 17 to 22, it talks about that. And usually immortality springs up where there is false prophecy. You know, prophecy should never be given out of presumption. Shouldn't be, oh, maybe. You know, it should never be given out of presumption. Actual, actually knowledge or inner whim. So, so what I'm saying is, you shouldn't actually, if you know something about someone, you can't then go up and use that as a prophecy because you already have that knowledge. When God gives you knowledge, it is supernaturally given to you and you will not know anything about that situation, but God will give it to you. That then, if you do not know what that is and you deliver that, that then is the gift of prophecy. When you have knowledge, that's not prophecy. When you know something's happening in a person's life or something's going on, that is not a prophetic prophetic thing when you speak into that. You, the thing is, is that it's a divinely downloaded and appointed message from the Lord, you know, from God, from Jesus, from the Father. He will give you a witness in your own heart, in which case the words coming from a friend or through the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a meeting will be confirmed, will be confirmation to what God has already been showing you and your guidance must always be with Scripture. And Peter talks about that in 2 Peter 1.19. You know, the written word of God is our guidebook. Without it, there is nothing. And all prophecy should be weighed against Scripture, okay, which we must study continually and know well and test all of the spoken words. And there's an old saying which says, and I shared this with you, if you have the spirit without the word, you'll blow up. If you have the word without the spirit, you'll dry up. But if you have the spirit and the word, you'll grow up. So important. Then I mentioned 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 to 21, because just because there can be a misuse of God's gifts, right, and the enemy has counterfeits, this doesn't mean that we should reject what God has for us. That is exactly what the enemy wants. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 to 21, it says, Do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophecy, spoken revelations, words of instructions or exhortation or warning, but test all things carefully so you can recognize what is good. Hold firmly to that which is good. 
So today to finish this, we are going to be talking about three things on the gift of prophecy. How to receive the exaltation of it and how that gift operates to finish this morning. And I really hope this really encourages you to understand that no matter young or mature you are in this house, God has given you the ability at any time when he downloads it to you to prophesy. To prophesy. To speak that word of exaltation, encouragement, to uplift people. The office of a prophet, and there are office of prophets in Acts Global Churches, they generally give you... Um, um, a deeper word, and that word could be a correctional word. Um, that word could be, it's a different type of feeling when we receive those types of words. But on a Sunday morning, when we're having a service, you know, it's quite easy that you can be standing there and all of a sudden God gives you one word, two words, three words, or might give you something that stirs up in your heart. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And, and you come to the leader of the day, whoever that leader is, and you share that. And if that leader believes that that word is for the body for this morning, for you to weigh yourselves, then that can be delivered. You know, for many years, for some unknown reason, the enemy is trying to stop the prophetic word from coming forth. Now, that may be because people may think, oh, well, I may be sat. It may not be for that, and I don't, I don't want that embarrassment. But the truth is, it's actually not about us. It's actually about him, and it's about being humble and knowing that if God gives us a word to bring, that it will be for everybody else and to trust in the leader of that morning because that leader has to weigh that word and see if it fits. And it may be a word for another season or another meeting and you may need to sit on it. But the truth is it's great experience and it's humility to be able to understand that sometimes words will not always be delivered. It's happened to me, but the truth is I don't want to go home and feel the Lord make me feel I was disobedient because I didn't bring that word of prophecy. Sometimes you just don't know. There may be one person, three people, even one in this room, that that word will touch deeply in the spirit. If, and if you, if you don't bring it, that situation may never be encouraged or exhorted in their lives or uplifted or handed over, you know. So I think we need to, as a church, be aware we do encourage the prophetic, but there are, there are ways that we, we do that in a way that the Word tells us to do, clearly, to make sure that that Word is delivered in a way that is um, acceptable by all and can, in the right timing, uh, in the right season, and, you know, that, that could really encourage someone. I mean, I did say, who in this room, and there was quite a few more people in the room at the time, has not received a prophetic word in their lifetime? Now, that word may not be, you know, like, you know, standing up the front here delivering it. It may be through conversation, which is always good to be weighed. You know, it may be through other areas. We, I think we... Because Jesus is the prophet, it's within us to, walk, you know, be walk in that prophetic edge. You know, long gone are the days that, that there is, you know, thus saith the Lord or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But the truth is, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus just got in there and he prophesied. You know, Jesus, the fact that Jesus came, he walked the earth, 
He died, he ascended, you know, resurrected the whole thing. 324 prophecies in the word of God have been fulfilled through that, through the Messiah. And he was the prophet telling us there is a day for this, there is a day for that. This is going to happen. He talked in parables. He talked in ways where, where you know, to the, to the normal person it would be hard for them to understand. But for those who were of the Spirit, it changed their lives. So I don't know why we shun prophecy now. It's almost like, oh, keep it in the cupboard. You know, no. We are a prophetic, anointed, evangelistic, charismatic church and you saw that today through our praise and worship we are a charismatic church and we are very very honored to have the gifts to be able to do that in this church and so you and I we're charismatic people are you excited about that so because you're charismatic you can prophesy okay do you understand that have you got that in your spirit that's just not for those who have, uh, have a leadership title. That's for all believers. You know, up there in heaven, there's not going to be no leadership titles anyway. Let's be honest. We're all just going to be in there praising the Lord, you know, worshipping Him. You know, and the truth is that we've got to get it as living stones. We've got to get our head around that now. Yes, someone like me who's a pastor will be weighed heavier than you all. You'll be in there doing the whole mosh party and I'll still be giving an account. Well, you've got to hear that account because everyone hears that account. But the truth is, it's true. So God wants us all to be moving in the fullness of who he is. And the prophetic is one of those areas, one of those areas. So how do we receive it? The gift is received in various ways. Now, I'm going to talk to you about some ways you may feel some things if, if the Lord speaks to you. And it doesn't matter who you are in this church. Right? You don't have to be a leader. You don't have to. You, got the, you know, the Spirit isn't picky. Jesus isn't picky. He will use whoever, whenever, however. If you are willing and you are open and you are ready, He will use you in a way that you yourself couldn't even imagine to be used. Okay? So you receive it in various ways. It can start as a word. So like I said, you may get one word. And you, and you feel it, ooh, sort of goes, some people get shaky. I'm going to tell you that this is the truth. Some people get a quickening in the heart, feel like they're going to have, a, and it just doesn't shake, you know what I mean? Uh, move, it doesn't go away. So you may get a quickening in your heart, you may get one word, you may get a few words, you may get a sentence, you may get scripture, okay, as well which will then flow as the person steps out. Now, it's through obedience that God does the rest. I truly believe that through all the years that I've stepped into that gift of prophecy, I truly believe that the person knows, the deliverer knows when it becomes flesh. They know. And, and sometimes in the old days, what, in the older days, I should say, what, what they tried to do was cover it up. And add some more fleshly stuff, which, which isn't necessary because the truth is it may just be a few words that you bring. Or it may just be this. Or God may say, give you a few words or a word and then, you, then he downloads the explanation of what that means. And, you know, and then you'll be delivering that. And then all of a sudden you'll feel like it's just like a... And it's like, okay. And you know in your spirit that 
that word has finished, then you can stop there. You can stop at that moment. Okay, I'm doing some training here. Are you ready? Are you listening? Good. So you may get a picture or some pictures. You, you know, Ben had one. Where's Ben? Hey. A couple of weeks ago, he had some stuff going on and he God given him an image. You know, you may have an image and you speak out the understanding received from the picture or pictures. Could be symbols, could be concepts, could be a voice. You may hear this, this thundering, audible voice about something. But the truth is, don't ignore it. Like, because if we keep it for ourselves, then the blessing doesn't overflow. When And I believe... God hasn't given us 85 members in this church, which I did count, that's how many we presently have with children, to not have prophets in the house. I believe we do have people with prophetic gifting, spiritual gifting, where the Lord can say something to you at a time and he wants you to deliver it. Now, it's up to the leader of the day whether that's a season for it, the timing of it. No, they're not saying you didn't hear. If they say, oh, not quite now, they're not saying... You're wrong because, you know, you, you actually didn't hear anything. They're saying maybe wait, wait, sit on it. Let God, you know, continue to, to have it, you know, come up in you. This has happened to me a lot over the years. I've been sat many a time, not because they didn't believe I had something. It wasn't the right time or it could have been for me, you know, but you're still going to be obedient and bring it to the minister of the day. And none of us should be frightened to do that. Because when the Spirit of God comes on you, He gives you what? Power. Power. He doesn't give you complacency, as was spoken today. He doesn't give you apprehension. He doesn't give you pride. He doesn't give you fear. He, doesn't, he gives you power. So when, you, when He's talking to you, honour, honour, awe. It's being spoken, the awe of God comes on you. Like, wow, the Lord is speaking to me. We need to be like Samuel. Here I am, Lord. I am what? I am listening. I am listening. Speak to me. It should be noted that prophecy is often affected by the person through which it comes. Okay, so pure water, here's an analogy. Pure water pouring from a rusty pipe will be colored by the rust. The rust is not from the water, but from the pipe. So then pure prophecy may be delivered in an impure manner and come forth, for example, in a harsh or judgmental way. The prophecy may be genuine, but its impact will be diminished and its truth obscured by the unloving way it was brought forth. Now, I have been in a lot of services in the past where I've seen this happen. And with all good, you know, with, with all good understanding and maybe, you know, wanting to try and do the right thing, maybe giving one word. But the truth is it came through as judgmental, not, ex- not exhortation, but putting down judgment, okay, and uh, ministering in a way which was bringing correction. That is, without the office of prophet, that's not our role to do that. Our role to step into the gift of the prophet is to bring what? Exhortation. What did I say before? Chocolate for anyone who remembers. Exhortation. 
What was that? Yeah, uplifting. Scripture. Now I have to get all the chocolates out, won't we? I mentioned it before. It was exhortation, edification. No. Anyway, we all know. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to go back now. My, my, it's, you know what it is? It's my menopause brain. It really is. It's a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Anyone here, women, who knows menopause brain is a real thing? Put your hand up. Come on. I know you have menopause. Menopause. He does. Okay, three ways were edification, exhortation, and comfort. Okay? So building up, urging on, and consoling. That's what we've got to sort of weigh in our own spirit. Is it building up? Is it edifying? Is it urging someone on? And is it consoling? Is it comforting? Okay? So now I'm going to go back to my notes. Now I've been totally. Yeah. Okay. So, pure water pouring from a rusty pipe will be coloured by the rust. The rust is not from the water, but from the pipe. So we just need to probably, when God gives us something and we feel that God's speaking to us in a service or even with people that you feel that you want to deliver a prophecy for, you probably, first thing you're going to do is assess that and just see, okay, so, you know, what is this context about? Where am I standing on this? And, and what's this going to sound like to the one I'm delivering it to? They're important things to remember. Um, this is why 1 Corinthians chapter 13 deals with that whole chapter on the fact that love is so vital. It is so vital. Is it in love? It's a huge thing. So it is also a word of exaltation. So a person's attitudes, opinions and beliefs may colour the content of their prophecy. But we must remember that God works through human personality, not apart from it. You know, over the years, I've heard people bring prophetic words who've been frustrated by something and decided that they're going to bring that word because they're going to bring that correction. That's got to come to the house. You know, I've actually seen that happen. It hasn't been delivered in love. It hasn't been that whole comforting thing. It hasn't been that uplifting thing. It's been more so I, people are going to hear what I have to say. And it does happen, but that ha wasn't weighed properly. And so I think we need to be careful of that. Be very careful that it's in the right heart. But we must remember that God works through human personality, not apart from it. Your personality will be part of what you do. Because, you know, it's important. We all have a personality. I'm hoping you do. Do we have personalities out there? Good. I'm glad. Otherwise, I'd be looking out on a whole thing of maggots. Truth is, you do have personalities. So when you minister, when you do things... You are going to bring forth your personality. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. In addition to this, let's understand not all prophecy is from God. If someone you know continually prophesies doom and destruction, or their prophecies constantly instill fear and never strengthen or encourage, then you may be sure that the words are not from the Lord. And this helps us to understand why Paul tells us to judge prophecy tells us that, I'm going to read it now, and weigh it carefully. In 1 Corinthians 14, 29, let two or three prophets speak. Now, this is in the context of a church meeting now, okay? Two or three prophets speak as inspired by the Holy Spirit, because it can't be done without Holy Spirit, while the rest pay attention and weigh carefully what is said. You know, I remember when I was a very young Christian, and come on, be honest, you know, 
the same person would come up each meeting to bring a prophecy. And what happens? Be honest. Do we switch off? There you go. Here we go again. I just heard that. That is, that, I've got to tell you now, that is not right. The truth is, what happens if, if that is speaking continually to people in the house? You know, the truth is, is that we stopped delivering prophecy because people were switching off. They didn't, they, or they're too embarrassed to bring it or whatever. But the truth is, is that we need to be open to, that tells me there, not one, or, to all those prophetic words and weigh them carefully. You know, that it is an important part of a Pentecostal church service. Very important. Or a, a church service of God even. So how it operates? By receiving a word or concept, a thought, a picture, etc. Okay? So you may be standing there and all of a sudden it's like, I don't know if it's ever happened to you. I've been in a service and someone's delivered a prophetic word. And it's like, oh, oh, that's... That just got me. That just doesn't sting as much. It's just like, almost like a realisation. They're talking to me. And you know what? You might not be the only one it talks to. The person next to you might. The one behind you might. The one in front of you might. All of a sudden you might be like, oh, that's, that's speaking to my heart. That's, that word was just for me. Just for me. And the truth is if that person who bought the word was, was disobedient and didn't bring it, that other person wouldn't have been encouraged, uplifted or comforted, would they? That's why it's so important we are open to those sorts of things. It may be accompanied by an, urge, an urging to speak. You might be like, oh, wow, you know, those who are bringing it, there's an urgency. Like, I've, I just feel the Lord wants me to talk about this. Although the person needs to be sensitive to the direction of the meeting, the spiritual leader will make the decision. That is not a rejection, okay? It's not a rejection. There's some wisdom there. And let me tell you, that leader will be weighed by the Lord, which is a higher, you know, that it's a higher weight. You know, it, the fact that if that word did not come and it was meant to come, then the leader will give an account for that. That might be something up there that that leader has got to give an account for. But we still cannot be having words delivered if we feel that they, they don't move within the meeting as they should at that time or maybe the word was out of season or something doesn't sit right within that leader. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? But he's not a rejection. It's not saying don't ever come back. You know what I mean? It's just like not right now. Not right now. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 32, it, it says the, spirit, the spirits of the prophets are subject to, to the prophets. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. So expect to prophesy. You know, the truth is that you have not just been given this knowledge today to go, oh, yeah, now that's the person behind me on one next meal. I'm not going to ever do that. You know, if you ever say I'm never going to do that, God's going to do it in you. I've noticed that every time in my life where I've thought I'm not doing that. Like going on a mission strip. I couldn't have thought of anything worse. Then going on a mission trip, not been able to drink fresh water, not been able to go to it, had to go on a squat. Come on, let's be honest. All those sorts of things. We have, we have this privilege in this country where we get used to being comfortable. And I thought, I, what am I, I won't be able to take my hair dry. Like what? My hair straighteners. What am I going to do? What about makeup? Oh, so I don't even bring makeup. 
I mean, not that I wear a lot of makeup. Anyone who knows me knows that I just put on a bit of a, f a face on on Sundays, but most of the week I don't wear, oh, I don't wear makeup at all. But, you know, it was the worst thing I could do is think even going and someone prophesied of me, one day you will be going overseas, get your bag packed, you will blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, nah, I'll go to a five-star hotel, six, seven, ten. No, I don't even think there is one that. But, you know, but I will never go on a mission trip. You know how many times I've now done mission trips? And, and it touches me every time I go. And now I used to cry when I used to go over and now I cry when I come home because I don't want to leave because I love it that much. But the truth is we, we should expect to prophesy. Ask Jesus to edify his body on earth through you. Edifying the body through you all. As you build relation, your relationship with Jesus, as you get closer to him, and with your brothers and sisters in Christ, you may find thoughts and words of inspiration coming into your mind that you may not have heard before and you did not even compromise, you, you didn't even think would be coming out of your mouth, that you didn't even compose. If they are according to Scripture, then share them with the church. Approach the leader of the day and step out in faith. Do understand sometimes that a particular word may not be for that day. You may need to hold on to it for another time. Or you may, actually, it may just be for you. And this comes under the discretion of the spiritual leader of the day and the service. And I said, they are also, whoever that is, is answerable. As with interpretation, you may just receive a few words. And as you start to speak, more may come. You just know when you start to step out, when the Holy Spirit drops off of what they're saying, and this also needs maturity, like I said. You just feel the holy, it just drops off. Drop the, the urgency is the way I can sort of explain it. You may see a picture in your mind's, in your, in your mind's eye, and as you start to talk about the picture, the words will come. Because it's actually not your words. It's actually the spirit downloading explanation into you. As with tongues and interpretation, the Holy Spirit might bring you words in a variety of ways. You know, the inspiration gifts are manifested through God's ability, not ours. And he will give you the faith that is needed if he has given you some words to speak. And I think we need to understand that in Romans 12, 6. Don't be afraid to bring a prophecy nor feel sensitive about the fact that the church must elevate it and don't quench the spirit. Forget your pride and testify to Jesus. You know, someone told me that a long time ago. You need to forget your pride. And you need to testify to him. So that was the end of that. But I'm just going to re-mention a few things to round this up before I finish this whole gift on prophecy. Who, who here? Put your hand up. Who's going to prophesy next week? Put your hand up. Everybody. <laughs> Come on. Like the Spirit wants to speak to you into the depths of your heart. But sometimes he also wants to speak through you into the depths of someone else's heart. And I think as believers, we've got to be hungry for that, Zeke. We've got to be hungry for it. We've got to be hungry for that, Luke, Reese, Noah, Nathan, looking at the young, Scotty. We've got to be hungry for that to flow in and through us, Georgia. Come on, because the Lord always has something to say. As I said, 
prophecy should never prophecy should never be given out of presumption or actual knowledge or on a whim. If the Lord has instructions for you, he will give you a witness in your heart, in which case the words coming from a friend or through the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a meeting will be confirmation to what God has already been showing you. You know, sometimes I've wanted to bring, I've, I've felt a word, I, I, not I, but I've gone to the leader of the day, whoever that was, to bring a word, and, and, and they've set me. You know, in early days, I didn't sit very well with that because I needed to work on rejection in my life and get a bit humble, get rid of the pride. But the truth is, you know what? If it really was for the service, it would come through the communion, come through the worship if it needed to would come through the word the person who was speaking on the day you know it would come through other areas of the service and I think that was a big thing for me it was confirmation for me like oh I did hear that, that's, that's what I was going to share and then I look at the leader and go told you no you don't that is pride by the way <laughs> oh dear Anyway, the real prophet will not find it necessary to announce to others that they are a prophet. They will be known by their ministry, not their title. A prophet of God will naturally minister in the gift of prophecy often, and it will very likely be co-joined to the gift of knowledge, declaring God's will and God's mind. A true prophet of God will be a mature Christian, as their ministry is listed as one of the offices to be used to bring the church to maturity. That's the office of a prophet. You know, I believe God can use anyone as a mouthpiece before that. You know, the Holy Spirit can talk to anyone to then edify and comfort and uplift someone, you know. As I've said earlier, prophecy is mostly to the community, whereas I said before, conversations with not yet believers, it's it's really not. Generally, they don't understand or what we can do is... Um, like I said to you before, quickly, if I felt God give me a word for someone who doesn't know the Bible, who doesn't, isn't a believer yet, what I'll do is I'll ask them questions and, and start speaking into their life that way. I won't say, oh, you know, God's got a message for you, man. Do you want to? I don't do that. I just go, you know, this is what I'm picking up. How do you feel about that? Do you, do you feel that's in your life too? So I actually, we get into this conversation and then through that, I'm able to minister that prophetic word in a different way to unbelievers but it's generally for the people of God it should always be bought in the presence of others because prophecy is always to be judged and weighed or evaluated in terms of witness of the spirit in the hearts of other believers and in terms of the written word of God with which the prophecy must always agree you know the truth is is that you might have a word for someone out in the fellowship room which is great grab someone else with you hey and just say hey look can you stand here and just see what you're picking up or whatever it's always safer to have a bit of a crowd than do one-on-one because that can be misinterpreted someone may feel like that's more of a correction than than an uplifting thing but I think we we just got to be careful of that okay so the word tells us to be careful of that as well um this provides the boundaries as well from an individual claiming too much for him or herself the spiritual leader of of the meeting must especially be sensitive to make sure it is a prophetic word in line with what the Spirit is doing in the meeting and sometimes even to correct whatever is needed if prophecy delivered is incorrect. And I've had to do that before, not in a way that embarrasses a person, but just in a way that um, some things may need to be shifted on some wording. Good manners and consideration are also mentioned in the word. The gifts of the Spirit are inspiration, 
not compulsion or for a given right and provide no excuse for erratic behaviour. If the Holy Spirit is truly being followed, the meeting will be peaceful, loving and orderly, as the Apostle Paul puts it, in decency and order. The word decency might be translated or, or better translated as fittingly or becomingly. Also, the enemy has counterfeits. This is what we need to remember of all true gifts. And there are plenty of false prophets in the world, as I mentioned today. A false prophet is a dangerous person as they will use their supposed authority to gain wrong influence over people and keep them in bondage to themselves through fear. They will also cause division in the family of Jesus within the body unless they are challenged and found out using the excuse that they are very special and elite people. The deceiving prophet will not warn the people to turn from that which is wrong and usually immorality springs up where there is false prophecy. And lastly, there are three ways Scripture tells us in which prophecy ministers to believers. Who wants to say what they are? One, exaltation. Comfort, yes, that's another one. Anyone else? Edification. Okay. They're for those three things. To build up, to urge on and to console. You know, I really hope you've you've gained knowledge there. The truth is, knowledge really is power. Sometimes it can be for the wrong type of power. But in Christ, knowledge is always good. That's why we've got to know the Bible so deeply. It needs to be embedded. It tells us to have it in, almost embedded on our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, off our tongues. So, yeah, so I want to thank you for listening today and taking stuff on board about how important the prophetic gift in you, in you, is is next time I'll be talking not next week but the week after we'll be talking on tongues and the interpretation of tongues and then we get into the good stuff of the doing which will be the next slot of inspirational gifts so um, I can't wait to teach you on that but be encouraged why don't we stand with me today as I pray you know you may have never in your life ever delivered a prophetic word you know, you may never have delivered one before. You may not even know, you know, how, you know, how you'd hear. Well, now you should know how you might hear or what might start happening in you if, if God's wanting to talk through you to others. But the truth is, is that you may never have had that happen. But I want to encourage you this morning, just close your eyes in this place right now. Just bow your heads. If that's you, I want you right now to open up yourself to Jesus to Holy Spirit to have them speak to you right now to accept the fact that you are worthy to prophesy that you that is not us that does it but the Spirit working in and through us so Lord today I just pray right now in Jesus' name if there's anyone in this room that's never prophesied before I pray right now with an infilling of the Holy Spirit upon them the Lord, as they open their hearts, as they listen to what you have to say, Lord God, and as they they listen to those things that may that urging they might might come in, whether it's a quickening of the heart or or an urgency or or any of those sorts of things, I just pray right now, Jesus, that they wouldn't just brush those thoughts or those things away, and that includes people in this house that do have prophesied in the past but have stopped. I just pray right now for an infilling 
of your Holy Spirit, that our services, Arise Church services, our conversations are full of life, full of love and full of the Spirit. I just pray, Lord God, that Father, You start to speak into every heart, every life, every everybody here, Lord God, and that Father, it would bubble over as a catalyst to the rest of the Arise Church members and to those that are yet to come. Lord, we want to hear what You have to say. We want to be edified, encouraged, lifted up, Lord God. We want to be obedient to what you're asking us to do. We want to be like Jesus in every way Jesus was. So Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that Lord, that this word just doesn't fall to the ground and not, not, you know, bring a harvest. But Lord, you've planted a seed in our heart for prophecy. You've planted a seed in our heart for all of these things that you were teaching us so that we would, we would use them in a way that the Spirit wants to use us through them. Touch every heart here today. Open every mind. Open every, um, uh, yeah, just open every heart. Open every mind to it. Father, just, just let us not be dismissing about it. But Lord, let your knowledge flush through us, Lord, in a way that we can then bless on others. Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Bless you. Right now we're going to have some fellowship. We'll finish with a song.